This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 12. I just made that up. I don't know what episode this is. <laughs> oh, I haven't looked, so I don't know. Well, we'll Six just, or seven, I thought. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll just say that's right. How about that? We'll just say that's okay. right. Because I know I just put out episode 9, I've got a couple recorded, so we'll say it's 12. Okay. Welcome to episode 12 of I Am Gotham. I'm Martin, and uh, w- premiering a new episode, uh, a new type of episode with me is Jay from the Best of the Rest podcast. How are Good you, evening, sir? sir? I'm doing well. Watching all this overblown hurricane. Well, it's, I guess it's not overblown if you're on the coast, but it's like... Watching this hurricane coverage, it's so amusing to see these people on the Weather Channel because so much of their jobs, I think, is kind of very rote, very not very exciting. And something like this happens, and they just kind of go apeshit crazy over it. And I, it's just, I was going to say made up, but I guess that works. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, uh, it's just it's funny to watch them. So I get some amusement out of it. But. Yeah, a lot of excitement with the hurricane. Yes, a lot of excitement. But that's okay, because we're excited for something else. Uh, I talked to... I think you... Didn't you mention something about our topic? And I was like, oh, man, I need to watch that. And then, of course, as soon as I said that, I'm like, we need to record about that. Yes, I had just mentioned something about Amazon... uh, Batman the Animated Series being on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And I discovered it looking for something else. Interesting. And I just noticed that it's out there, and I'm like, I'm going to watch that again, because I haven't seen that. I've got uh, the DVDs that I've had for years, mm-hmm. but I've, they've been sitting in a cabinet, and I thought, oh, I'm going to rewatch that. And I think I just tweeted about it, that I was going to do that, and you said, we totally need to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to podcast about everything. Of course. It's a thing. It's a disease, Jay. Be very well, careful. If, if you're going to have an addiction, there's worse. Ones <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess. <laughs> I guess you're right. So, uh, so yeah, so we decided we're going to be talking about Batman the Animated Series. And uh, I kind of want to approach this like we're approaching the rest of the show, where we're doing maybe an episode or two uh, at a time. I think for tonight, we're just going to be talking about the first episode of Batman the Animated Series. Because uh, I want to talk about the series a little bit. And... Uh, I can't remember the last time I saw this, to be honest with you. And I think this first episode I may not have seen since it first came out. Um, I know I've watched a couple of the other ones since they first aired, but um, I, I've, I've just loved this series. And uh, I think for me, this is kind of one of those things that really cemented me into being a Batman fan, you know? Yeah, for me it sort of kind of was in a an era where it sort of reawakened a lot of the interest for me because you know growing up I you know older than you are so I've been reading Batman for longer probably not as extensively as you have but sure. you know during my college years and right after I got early marriage I was still reading interesting but it wasn't that following it that heavily and this series came along in a kind of a in a period of a few years where Batman was really starting to regain popularity. There was 
you know, Frank Miller's watershed work, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, that was in 86. Mm -hmm. Then we had the Tim Burton film in 89. And uh, the second Tim Burton film was in 92, which is the same year that this animated series started. So, yeah, this is kind of a... You know, re- reawakening, I guess, for me, t- towards the Batman mythos. So, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm a little bit younger than you. Um, so I was uh, <laughs> smidge. I was uh, let's see, when Batman the Anime series came out, I had just turned eleven. Uh, so my birthday is September fourth. Uh, the first episode aired September fifth of ninety two, and. Uh, at this time, I, I was actually not reading Batman comics at this time. I don't, I don't think. I think I may have picked up a couple, but my my biggest exposure to Batman at this time. Uh, oh wait, no, I was younger than that. No, that's right, eleven. Um, my biggest exposure had been Batman sixty six, and uh, right. I, I had watched that growing up the entire time because my dad was a big fan of that show as well, and. Uh, then when the animated series came out, I think either I had just started to, or I was about to um, start reading the uh, the comic, because this was right before Nightfall, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty soon, yeah, within a year or two, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. I, haven't, I don't recall the years of Nightfall exactly, but it was in that that time, yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at these covers now. Let's see. 486, is it? When did all that start? I think that all started like four... It might have been later. Four... God, now I have to edit. Let me look. 489, 491. Yeah, there we go. 489 is the first Asriel. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, Nightfall ran from April of 93 through August of 94. Okay, right. So it was right before. So Ezreal was introduced in January of 93. Yeah, so so I had I I, I started reading the comics after the show then cuz I remember picking up uh the first appearance of Ezreal. Um that was the first first Batman comic that I bought with my own money. So Batman four eighty nine. That would have been February of ninety three. Is what I'm looking at right now. Nice. Um, so the show had been out a couple of months, and the show was just fantastic. You know, just fantastic. Um, I I remember catching the first episode. And I don't know if you remember this, but they they actually when they first released them they had released a couple episodes out of order. Um, there's a, there's a Catwoman episode later on in season one that was actually released as the first episode. And then eventually when they collected it, that was moved out of the season and then replayed um, towards the latter end of the season. Um, because the, the pilot episode, which is what we're going to be talking about, uh, is quite a bit different than the rest of the series, I would say. And to my we, re- recollection, yes. When when we decided to uh, to do this, I went and I rewatched that first episode, and I almost I almost sent you a message 
because I had completely forgotten about this. The show started, and I didn't recognize the intro, because um, the intro is completely different. And I was like, well, damn, like, am I watching the wrong one? I was like, maybe Jay's wrong, and this is the, the other Batman show. Uh, whatever what was it, the new Batman something? I can't remember. The new Batman Adventures. That's yes. the one. I was like, maybe, maybe I'm watching the wrong thing. And I went on the app and I looked at it, and sure enough, it said Batman the Animated Series. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And uh, I watched it all the way through. And then the outro is completely different as well. Like Superman's prominent in the intro and outro. Well, I'll tell you right now, that's only for this first episode. Starting on the next episode and all the others, it goes back to the traditional, the original intro and outro. I oh. don't know why they did this for that first episode. But yeah, it it's, it's, shows it as the new Batman Superman Adventures, I think yep. that's how it introduced it. And I, I was the same way when I first saw that. I was like, no, that's not right. And yeah. That was I was like, okay, well, they're just doing this for Amazon. But then when I watched, I watched a couple of more episodes since then, and it goes back to the... The, the original intro. Yes. I, which I'm glad of because I love that intro. <laughs> <laughs> I watched... Uh, I've, I'm up to episode four. I just finished four. Um, so, yeah, one, once I got to the second one, which is Christmas with the Joker, I was like, okay, yeah, I recognize this intro, you know? Um, it's that, that iconic music. But uh, I'm, I'm curious to know. This first episode is called On Leather Wings. It's got... The Man Bat appearance, first appearance ever of Man Bat in in TV or movies. Um, obviously, not the first Man Bat about uh, first appearance. That was Detective Four Hundred. But uh, I'm curious how you felt about this episode as the introduction to the animated series. It's it would not be one I would have. Picked. Not, I mean, if I was guessing, that's what I'm saying. If I had guessed what they would do first, that would not have been the one I would pick mm-hmm. as first. I think, you know, the, the default knee jerk, you would think, okay, well, they're going to do something with the Joker, but they didn't. And in fact, I've watched interviews with Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Hamill wasn't even cast as the Joker when they started production on this show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until a few months in where he started he actually got the job. So, um, I don't know, it just... it. I'm glad, in a way, that they didn't start the series with some sort of an origin story, because that's kind of overdone, I think, mm-hmm. in TV and movies. It's like, most people that are know anything about Batman, know a little bit about the origin story, but they always seem to have to redo that, and so I'm glad they didn't start with that, but um, I don't know, it was, it was I think, I don't think it was a bad way of starting, but it just, it was not what I would see typical. Yeah, I agree. I, I've never saw Man Bat as uh, a, a driving force, uh, a first-rate villain, really. I mean, he's he's very interesting. Don't get me wrong, but uh, to have him as the series opener did feel a little bit weird. Um, but then going on, like you know, again with, with that second episode, the uh, the Joker Christmas episode, that probably would have been weird as a first episode too. Um, and I, I looked I looked at the uh, the release dates on those, and I mean that episode didn't come out till November. So I don't know. Like now that we're watching this, if when they collected the series, they just redone the entire order. 
um, maybe to make it make more sense somehow? Well, I looked and I did know this because I noticed that on Amazon it shows four seasons. Right. And I've got four collections, four different volumes of, of the DVDs. Mm-hmm. And I checked, and the order that they have on Amazon Prime is identical to what the DVDs are. Right. So they're taking whatever the, the collected, what they released on the collected, and that's what they put out on Amazon. And no, the dates, the original air dates, and the dates they have, and the order in which they have them on these collected editions are not identical. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me, um, but it's just, yeah, I looked at it, and I... I kind of gave up after a while. I was like, I'm not going to try to make, make sense of what they're doing here. It's just Yeah, it, it, it is it does a little seem, confusing. It does seem odd because the second one, that second episode with Christmas with the Joker, it has Robin, Dick Grayson in there, and he doesn't come in on this animated series for a long time. That's why it's confusing. So I'm, look, I'm looking at the original air dates. I found the schedule for it. So the first episode came out September 6th. The second episode in the collected edition was November 13th because it's actually not the second episode. Episode 3 is listed as the second, which is September 15th. Then the next episode is September 22nd. Um, oh, no, see? There were, there were a couple back-to-back. Episode 5 was the 14th of September. So that came out before episode 3. So yeah, it was at least six or seven episodes before this Joker episode that they have on the on the the second uh, episode in the collected edition. That's so weird. I don't get that. There has to be a reason. If somebody out there listening knows the reason why they changed the yes. way that this is put together, uh, I'm Bruce, very curious. Bruce Tim, if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should just do that. I'll just I'll just tweet at Bruce Tim okay. and see what he says. Surely he's got an answer. Um, all right, so let's get back to this first episode. So it's a man bad episode. Uh, it's it's a very sh- it feels very short. Most of the episodes are twenty to twenty five minutes. Was this one even that long? I don't know. Yeah, it was. Okay. It, was. it just felt it just felt like a lot shorter than maybe it should have, and I think the fact that it's a pilot maybe makes it that way. Um, because even the resolution of the episode didn't quite feel very satisfying. You know, it, it's it, the way that the episode ends is very fast. Yeah, it was abrupt. Very. Um, so what's happening is Man Bat is kind of going around town. Uh, there's chemicals disappearing from different places. Um, so you introduce to him first. You get introduced to Batman, who of course is trying to figure out who's taking these chemicals uh you get introduced to the mayor you get uh, commissioner gordon you get harvey bullock who is very much gung-ho about catching batman right he feels like batman's the criminal and he, he wants to get a task force together and you have a brief appearance of uh two-face harvey dent as harvey dent not two-face yet right um oh which by the way that was one of my favorite scenes in the episode because when you first see Harvey, you don't even see him. You see his arm flipping the coin right. in the background. Because you have Harvey and, and Gordon trying to argue in front of the mayor about setting up this task force to catch the Batman. Um, and then eventually, after the argument is kind of over, when the mayor agrees to do the task force, is when you actually cut to Harvey and Harvey's like, you know, you catch him, I'll put him away. 
That's pretty much all he says. Um, yep. And we cut to the action. Um, there's there's a lot of like little disjointed elements I feel, which ultimately kind of come together at the end. Um, but again, that might be kind of pilot pilot syndrome, you know. Um, in particular, I'm talking about like so. So Batman finds a recording um, at one of the robberies. Uh, the security guard was attacked by Man Bat, and he was recording himself on a little pocket cassette recorder. Um, I guess he wanted to be maybe a, a voice actor, is what I assumed. Yeah, he, he mentioned something about Gotham uh, Broadcast Academy or something. So yeah, I assume that's what he was. He had career aspirations about yeah, being so he, in radio or something. Yeah, he's recording himself doing like a commercial or you know something like that uh, when the Man Bat attacks. And uh, he loses the cassette recorder under a desk, which Batman finds the next day when he's uh, looking over the crime scene. Um, of course, being chased by the cops because they think that he's the one doing these robberies. Um, because of Bullock. We, we know that Gordon doesn't think that because he constantly tries to stop Bullock from arresting Matt, ba- uh, Batman the entire episode. He, he goes, he analyzes the recording... He finds some hairs, uh, some bat hairs at the crime scene. And so, of course, conveniently, you know, this is actually when I was listening to uh, What Did You Watch a couple episodes ago. And one of the things I said is they should make a, uh, a TV show called Of Course, where like every plot element is completely obvious. And, you know, you're watching, <laughs> you're like, of course, that's what happens. Because uh, there's a lot of that here. And, uh, of course, Bruce Wayne is, uh, you know, he's got a lot of money. So he donates to charities and universities and various other organizations. And he, he funds uh, this one guy who's, who does research on bats. And uh, so, of course, he goes to this guy to try to get some information on the bat hairs. And he's got the tape uh, when the, uh, the, the security guard got attacked. And he plays it for him. Um, so supposedly this guy's going to analyze the, uh, the hair samples and he's going to analyze the, uh, the sound uh, coming out of the cassette. Very reluctantly because he's kind of like you think just because you donate a few million bucks here, like you think you own the place. And Bruce is just very nonchalant. He's like, I have bats in my chimney. Like, can you help me out with this? Uh, which I like that. You know, the, uh, the, the subtle humor... In in this series with Batman is really interesting, and uh, yeah. it, it does remind me a lot of the Golden Age stuff that I'm reading. Um, it, it is set up in very similar ways, so there there is a serious tone, but there are times when Batman does joke quite a bit. Um, not so much the uh, the stuff that um, Bill Finger wrote, um, but when they had other guys like uh, there was a lot more humor uh, than when when Bill Finger did it. And, and that really shows in this first episode, I think, really, really well. Um, a lot of the, the tropes from the comics get used really well in the series, particularly how everything is addressed through a newspaper. Um, I really dig that. Um, especially now, like, I, I wonder how kids would feel now watching this because it, it is very much, like, set in the 40s, right? Yes. Um, I mean, the, the you look at the where the cars are designed, mm-hmm. the... the their dress, you know, the the old double-breasted suit that Bruce Wayne wears. It's very, very retro. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, you know, and, look at the the costumes. I mean, everyone looks like a 1940s gangster. Yeah. You know, everyone's wearing a suit and a hat. Yeah, men wearing, still wearing fedoras, wearing hats. And, <laughs> and I, I, that's obviously intentional. Like they wanted to try to get that golden age feel. Yeah. You know, but but with also with modern, you know, type. There's some, you know modern technology kind of creeps in and. But it, that's interesting. The other thing that really interests me about the production is, is how dark it is, and I don't mean. Mm-hmm. Thematically dark. I mean, literally dark. It, it, even it day in daylight, the sky is dark. You know, you see this sort of glow on the horizon. It just, it's, you know, gives that very, I don't know, dour kind of mood to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think, I think a lot of that is probably taken from like uh, the stuff that Neil Adams was doing in the seventies. Um, but at the same time, like there, there were early Golden Age stories um, where there were some darkness elements, um, like straight out of like gothic horror movies. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, like the oh god, now I can't remember the the issue, but the one where he where Batman fights the werewolves. Um, oh gosh. I don't remember that. Which one that is? It, it's a it's an early detective comic. I, I I should know by now. You know what I'm saying? Like I should have all these memorized. Um, but that when he fights the werewolves, like it, it's that kind of tone in in the animated series, but throughout. And uh, yeah, it's cool. I dig that. You know, because it it makes sense with the setting, right? Batman is kind of dark and brooding, but you have a little bit of humor because this is ultimately a kids show, right? Yes. Um, so you can't have it just be darkness all the time. Um, and it's nice. It, it it gives something for maybe a dad that's watching with the show with their kids, or old folks like us, you know, grew up watching this thing and now rewatching it. God, this is what twenty five years ago. Hey, twenty five next month will be twenty five years. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's nice and it, it feels very timely and timeless. So um, yeah, I dig that. Um. Anyway, so so this this professor has a couple of people working with him, his uh, son and his daughter-in-law, if I remember correctly, the Langstroms. Um, of course, Dr. Langstrom, Kirk Langstrom is the man bat, and his wife shows up here as well. Um, and as the, as the story progresses, we learn that maybe the doctor and the wife know that there's something going on going on with Kirk because you see uh, as, as Batman's doing his research you see the hair sample get burned and the cassette tape recorder get burned by a shadowy figure somewhere right so there's obviously something going on and added to that once the doctor calls Batman to give him the results of the analysis he it's almost like he makes stuff up right he says the the screech is a mixture of starling and brown bats, so it's probably just a couple of like bats fighting for a nest in the chimney. He's like the hairs are brown bats, not that big a deal. When it gets cold, they'll go away. And of course, Batman knows this is not true because he's got his own computer in the Batcave and he's done his own analysis, and he knows that none of this is actually the right thing. Um, by the way. 
super cool seeing that 25 years ago because the back computer is like you know Siri, I guess nowadays, right? Yes. Um, but it, it's got that like touch of like 40s like if you were in the 40s what you would imagine the future to be like um and granted like we didn't have this technology in the 90s yet but we were closer but ultimately it feels like tech from the 40s because like he asked the computer a question and you have like um like cassette tapes spinning and then like lights blinking across in like a pattern as the computer's talking and, and analyzing the data so i thought that was cool that's and cool. he doesn't have a standard keyboard. It's just like this big console with these enormous buttons. Huge. Just, you know, and they're like oddly shaped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it looked a lot. Kind of reminiscent of the bad computer of the 60s. Yes, absolutely. Show, absolutely. You know, absolutely. No, Except absolutely. They, didn't, they didn't end up pouring alphabet soup into it like they did on the TV <laughs> show. <in> one, episode. <laughs> uh, one day I'm going to go back and rewatch Batman 66. I, don't, oh, I, I just can't do it right now. <laughs> I haven't watched much of the individual shows. I, I've gone back and watched the film a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just... it's You've got to be in the right mood. you got to understand that they knew what they were doing. Uh, they they were being deliberately camp with this, so right. it was. But it's it's still fun, still fun. Yep, no, I agree, I agree. Uh, so ultimately, Batman goes to uh, find out the Langstrom, and like every good Batman villain, he completely reveals his plot. He's like, "Yep, we're doing research. Um, the, they're doing research on evolution and bats. Somehow, combining the two. Um, and as a result of this, they create the serum. Um, Dr. Landstrom is the one that feels like he is going to try it to see if it works. And it looks like it mostly works. Although there's a missing ingredient, which I don't think they ever mentioned. Do you remember I them talking about no, it? Um, he says that there was one chemical left, but he doesn't really reveal what it is. Yeah, he doesn't reveal and what it is. and he just, he just suddenly morphs back into the man bat. So. Yeah, and he can turn it, it seems, kind of at will. So I don't know what the missing chemical is, but it must not be very important if uh, he can already turn into a man bat, you know? Right. Um, but so, yeah, so that's when he turns into the man bat. He and Batman fight it out. Uh, when his wife storms in, he kind of realizes that maybe he's doing the wrong thing. Um, it's almost like whatever this man-bat creature he turns into is not necessarily a part of him. It's like a, a second identity, like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Right. right. Um, even though as a human, he still seems to have those like weird, evil thoughts. Because, um, I mean, that whole scene right before he turns... I don't think you, if if you were completely sane, you would reveal those details, right? Um, it's almost like that second personality is just kind of uh, toying with Batman. Like, hey, I, I know I'm going to beat you anyway. Let me tell you my whole plot kind of thing. Yeah, it seems like he's got no problem being the man bat until his wife sees him. Right. And it's sort of like that gives him pause to think, oh, you know, okay. She would not approve of this, or she, you know, I don't want 
her to see this or her to, un, to know this. It's sort of that's. So yeah, it's he's sort of he seems conflicted. Absolutely. So right after that, they uh they fight throughout the city. Man Bat's got uh he flies out the window. He's ashamed that his wife saw him. Batman shoots a rope at him and. He's just kind of flying behind the bambat throughout the city. Uh, they go through like abandoned buildings and buildings that are being constructed. They fight around the the GCPD Zeppelin, which I love. I love the fact that there's Zeppelins in this world. I was going to say, there's an cr- incredible number of airships, Zeppelins <laughs> and airships in this series. So. Uh, I love that. And, uh, of course, eventually Batman takes down the man-bat and uh, magically... Finds a, a cure with, for uh, for whatever's ailing Dr. Landstrom, so he can turn him back into a human, and that's kind of the end of the story. Right, and it never really reveals what Bruce did to reverse it. He just it doesn't. Which so so with modern sensibilities, part of me is bothered by that. Right, because you you want to know the whole process, but at the same time, because of the fact that I'm like deep into these golden age stories, I'm just kind of used to it. Because in, in those golden age stories, I mean, they only had like ten or twelve pages to tell one of these stories, right? If that, um, some of them are shorter, and right. so there's not a lot of time to develop every single aspect of the story and most of the time the the endings are just very fast like batman takes on villain and you have one panel like batman sends a chemical off to be studied and finds a cure and then the next panel is like oh good we cured everybody like here's the moral of the story kids and uh and so because of that I, i liked that there was no resolution because it almost felt like I was reading one of these Golden Age stories, even though Man Bat's not a Golden Age character, you know. Right. Um, and I just I've just come to really appreciate that early style of storytelling quite a bit more than I think I would have had I been trying to read these you know, when I was a kid, or even like maybe growing up um, at this time. I mean, I don't know. I can't really place myself, you know, eighty but years in the past. But I think another thing we have to keep in mind. Like you mentioned early on that it felt like not much happened or this was a short episode. But going back and thinking about it, and I watched it a second time, and really a lot happens in 24 minutes, 25 minutes. And that's the other thing you have to keep in mind. They have to do in 25 minutes what might take five, six issues in a comic book format. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to – this whole thing has to resolve – I, and I, I can't remember now that they have any multi-part episodes, but still, even if if you have a multi-part episode, you, you've got 25 minutes to yeah. There were a couple. Lay a foundation. The the, uh, the Toothface episode is two parts. The Catwoman episode is two parts. Um, the Clayface is two parts. So yeah, there were a few multi-part. But I totally I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. It, there is a lot to do in a very short amount of time, and maybe it just felt so short. Because I'll be frank, I was I was enjoying the hell out of myself. Oh yeah, I mean you, it, I've noticed that too. It's like nothing has diminished in watching this. It's like I'm getting the same amount of enjoyment as I did 
25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it hasn't it hasn't lost anything. You, you don't look at it and it doesn't seem dated. The the animation doesn't seem uh, antiquated in any way. No, not at all. And I think I think going to that, a lot of the DC animated movies now have this very similar style um, that they they introduce with the animated series. Um, obviously, it's not exactly the same because production quality is much higher, right? Like special effects are better, the coloring's better. Um, but the actual art style, I think, is fairly unchanged uh, in what we have now to what they were doing in the animated series. And I don't recall. I know it. That I know it wasn't all digital. I don't know if they did any digital production on this. Uh, you might be right. This might have actually been hand colored. I know in one case that it was because I remember reading about it. It was. I think in Heart of Ice or one of the Mr. Freeze, mm-hmm. the his helmet, you know, he has this glass helmet, and they had to do something to show the outline of it. So they, it's just kind of a bluish, kind of a glow around. And I remember them saying they couldn't get it right, and they had to send it to a Japanese animation company, and they hand painted that. Oh, interesting. On all of the, you know, frames of Mr. Freeze. So I know in some some degree that. It was all digital. I don't know if it was any digital at all or not. Hmm. I'm going to have to go back and research that. Interesting. Interesting. Any any last thoughts on this episode? Uh, the only other thing was that I liked, and, and I will continue to see it through the episode, is showing Batman as a detective. Yes. Like when he goes in to the, breaks into the pharmaceutical place to get that evidence you know he sprays this spray that sort of makes things like um, show up under a black light and he puts a pair of visors on that he can see and that's how he finds this those bat hairs yep on the table and I think it's especially in the films sometimes it, Batman as a detective is underplayed he's just shown more as the brute guy who can beat up 12 guys at once mm-hmm. and I understand that you got to have action in cinema, but uh, you know, you know, what? you can't lose sight of this is Batman. He's the greatest detective in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm, I'm I just started reading today uh, the Cape Crusader or the Cape Crusade, Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture, and uh, I'm not very far in. I th- I'm like chapter four or five, uh, so they're still like in the '60s, I believe, but. Uh, there's a lot of talk about just that, um, how um, uh, they talk about like Chuck Dixon, for example, who was writing letters to uh, the, the book they would post in the letter column about how like when Batman 66 came out, he's like, this is not my Batman. Like my Batman's a detective, you know, like he he goes out in the darkness and he, you know, finds clues to solve the crime. He's not. He's not campy. He doesn't make jokes. Right? Like he's not a superhero. He doesn't hang out with other superheroes. Like he's a loner and he's a detective. Um, and yes, Robin is in this series. Um, he he shows up in this first episode for like three seconds at the end. Um, but but he is still kind of a little bit of a loner. And I find that interesting. Like 
the the way we all project what we want out of Batman into everything that we read and watch. Because I'm kind of the same way. Um, If you go back a couple of episodes on this podcast, you can know what I'm talking about. I'm not discussing it anymore. Um, But I do have issues with some things, right? And I I do have certain preferences for certain eras and certain creators over others. Um, But I, I, I agree with you. I think that's how Batman works best. Because it really shows the the type of intellect that this person has, um, because he has, he's got no powers, you know, and that's important. Like how how do you survive in a world filled with superheroes and supervillains if you're just a, a Joe Schmo, right? And and ultimately, Batman is kind of a Joe Schmo. Like, yeah, he's a super rich guy, so he's got gadgets and whatever else. But ultimately, what he does to defeat the bad guys is outthink them, and that's really important. And that, I mean, yeah, because you you have to think. It's always always a question: Why is Batman without any powers? How has he always been sort of the de facto leader of the Justice League? Right. And it's because everybody respects his intellect, and they the only other person that has any sort of in in the DC universe that has similar detective skills, I think, would be. Uh, Barry Allen is the Flash, but you know, with his forensic mm-hmm. science. Yep. But um, but even fact, uh, if you're a Barry fan, I apologize. But Barry's nowhere near as smart as Bruce is. Oh well, no, I, I quite agree. Yeah. But I'm just saying he's the only other person that has even that similar type of mindset of thinking about, you know, the deeper, you know, detective mm-hmm. aspects and clues. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Awesome. I'm glad we're doing this. I gotta tell you. That's fun. I, I watched this first episode four times since we talked about this. Um tonight I rewatched one through four. Um I'm just I'm just enjoying it so much. If you've never watched the animated series for whatever reason, uh go check it out. If you're a Amazon Prime member, you can watch them all for free. They're all on there. And uh, if you haven't seen it in a long time, I highly recommend you go back and check these out. Yes, I agree. I think that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. This has been I Am Gotham, some kind of episode. I think we decided on 12. Uh, of course, I'm at Geekvine on Twitter. Jay is at JayForgets. And be sure to check out Jay at uh, Best of the Rest Podcast. That's at NerdLegion.com slash podcast slash B-O-T-R and uh, I think what is it B-O-T-R comics on Twitter at B-O-T-R comics yes yep. on Twitter so check that out if you're into indie comics you guys just did uh, Department H which is one of my favorite things ever uh, I'm reading great that book. now as yes. well yep it's fantastic and uh, that's it we're gonna wrap it up Jay and I are gonna do this regularly how regularly I don't know yet might be weekly might be bi-weekly might be monthly but we're gonna do the entire animated series it's a blast. That's it for us today. Have a great day.